Praise God. Why don't we stand together and begin to lift our hands and voice to the Lord? I know so many are praying. Could we just unify in our worship right now? Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. Sovereign, holy God, we magnify you. We worship you, Father. We worship you, the living God. We worship you who alone is worthy of our worship. Father, we set our attention and our affection upon you right now. We set our thoughts and our minds upon you, our heart and our spirit, that it would be knit with you, Father, for that which you intend here. We worship you, Lord Jesus. You alone are worthy of our worship. I pray that you would be magnified this evening. I pray that our thoughts would be fixed on you. I pray the mind of Christ would prevail in us this evening. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. I pray the authority of the word in the name of Jesus be established here. E namo santai. Let your purpose be wrought. Let your will be wrought. Let your desire be accomplished among us as we yield ourselves to you. Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Father. We worship you, not just words of our mouth, but the cry of our heart, the cry of my spirit. Jesus, you are worthy of my worship. You are worthy of my worship. You are worthy of worship. I bless your name tonight. I bless your name tonight. Jesus, I bless your name. Jesus, I bless your name. Jesus, I bless your name. You are holy. There is none like you. There is none beside you. You are God without equal. There is no limit to what you can do. Your arm, it is not short. Your spirit is not slack. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. We seek your face tonight. We seek your face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. King of kings and Lord of lords, I worship you.
In the beauty of holiness, I worship you. I praise you. Thank you for your word, for your wisdom. Thank you for your love that is perfect toward us. I worship you. You who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit. I pray, Holy One, search the heart. I pray, Holy One, search the heart. Only you can do so, and you do so with love and care and a desire to reconcile the life unto you. I pray, Father, search the heart by your spirit and by your word. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. What a privilege to call on his name. He is here. And that is a significant thing. He is here. I don't, I want, I don't want to take that for granted. I want to be aware of his presence. Jacob slept and he woke up and he makes the statement, surely the Lord was in this place and I Knew it not. We need an awareness of His presence, an awareness that restores godly fear. An awareness that restores a reverence for him. Um, I don't want to approach him casually. He is my friend. He is my dearest friend. He is my father. He is also the king of all kings. Amen. And so, I want an awareness of the king. I want an awareness of the king tonight. Amen. Could we one more time, would you lift your hands to him alone? And your voice to him alone. Would you collectively, could we magnify him? Jesus, we worship you. Jesus. We worship you. We stand humbly in your presence. We stand in awe of your goodness and majesty. We stand in awe of one so great. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you would even visit him? I worship you, Lord. I worship you. I worship you. 
Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your great grace, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. While you're standing, uh, let me say it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord with you. Uh, it's good to have guests with us tonight. I believe this is probably Robert's family. And uh, good to see brother and sister Escobar. I believe it's some of their family too. Glad they're here with us from Union Gap tonight. And um, thank God for that. I would like us to, as we're standing, pray one more time. And I want us to be very specific in our prayer. I would like us to pray. Now, you ever had somebody talk to you, and when they were talking to you, you weren't sure they were just being forthright with you? Not sure they were just being completely on the level with you? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, when we pray, obviously we are talking with God. Do you think God can discern the difference between if I'm just giving him lip service or if I'm being honest from my heart? I think so, too. And so I'd like us to pray specifically, but I don't want you to pray if it's not from your heart. Is that fair? I don't want you to pray from your head. It needs to flow out of our heart. Okay? And so, what I'd like us to pray is that the Lord, in His love and His grace, would prepare our hearts and our minds to, and our spirit to hear and receive His word the way He intends. And then if I have any bias or filter in my life of my own opinion and my own will and my own thoughts, that God in his great love would captivate my thoughts according to his word so that I could hear and receive his word the way he intends for it to be heard and received. That's critical. It's critical. As human beings, we let the Word of God pass through filters at times. We filter it through our opinion if we're not careful. We filter it through our worldview if we're not careful. We filter it through our biases. And all of those things can strip away the power and the intended design of the Word of God. We filter it through our traditions. And the Lord was very clear, the traditions of men make his word of none effect. It's hard to imagine that the word of God can have no effect. But if I filter it through tradition, it has no effect. And so I, I want the word to come to me the way he wants it to. And I want to receive it as he intends it to be received. In the spirit that he intends me to receive it. Now one of the worst, I'm trying to get to us to pray, but here we are. One of the worst filters 
that the word can pass through is a filter of offense. If I have an offense in my spirit, it twists the word. And everything I hear comes through that offense, and that offense taints and distorts the word of God to where I do not receive it as God intends. The spirit of offense taints the word of God and twists it. So I either interpret the word the way I want to, or I hear the word in a place of accusation, or it adds to my offense. I didn't plan on any of this, but here we are. I want his word to come to me the way he wants it to. I don't want any filter other than the filter of his spirit. And I want it to get in so that it will accomplish what he sent it to do. Amen? So with all of that, would you pray with me that his word would find its way into your heart the way he intends? Again, only if that's your desire. I want it into my heart the way you intend, God. I pray right now, Father, if there's anything in my spirit that would be a filter that would hinder the Word of God getting into my spirit the way you intend, then so, God, I pray, strip it away. Wash it by your blood that there be no hindrance to the Word of God finding its mark in my life according to the intent that you desire. I want the pure flow of your word. I want the pure flow of your word accomplishing in vessels of clay what you intended to do, a treasure inside earthen vessels, untainted, Father, but pure, pure, the pure word of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, anoint our ears to hear, our heart to receive. In the name of Jesus. According to your will and your purpose, Jesus. According to your will and your purpose, Jesus. According to your will and your purpose, Jesus. Your will and your purpose, not the purposes of men, not the desires of men, not the plans of men, but I pray the will and the purpose of God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, you can be seated if you would like to. Um, as we know, we're not interested in just marking time. We're not interested in just going through the motion, checking off a Thursday night, saying we came. We, we need to hear from God. Amen. Time is too short and eternity is too long. 
time is too short and eternity is too long. And so we must hear from him. Amen. You know, it's interesting in the word of God in Noah's day. The scripture says that men's hearts were evil continually. And that's in Genesis 6. It says that their thoughts and their hearts, their imaginations were evil continually. Sort of scripture says as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of the son of man. And if there's ever been a time when men's hearts are evil, their imaginations are evil, their thoughts are evil continually, we live in that day, in that time. It's like the days of Noah. And there's, I, I, I wish, I, if you were here last week, we talked about where we were going to go this week and... Um, Today being Veterans Day, if, if you've served, I pray God bless you. Thank you for your service. I mean that. I grew up in a military family. I honor you and thank you for your sacrifice. But today being Veterans Day, I had the day off from my job. And so I was able to spend more time today than I might typically get to on a Thursday before service, um, waiting, talking to the Lord. And I got all these pages of notes, which many of you know is very uncharacteristic for me. <laughs> um, but the Lord, and uh, that's the continuation of last Thursday. And uh, But we're probably not going to go there, I don't. Maybe next Thursday. Um, so if you were here last week, please come again next week. Um, in Judges, we find an interesting time of the people of God. I think we find it in Judges 6, Judges 17. Uh The Scripture says that during that time, Israel had no king... And so every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Anybody ever heard that? Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. It's interesting the will of man, isn't it? We all have a will. I think we can agree, yes. We all have a will. Um... You and I are here tonight because we willed to be here. Thank you. Amen. We willed to be here. Now, I believe that it's the will of God that you're here. I really do. That's not just words. I believe it's the will of God that you're here. There are some that are not here tonight by their own will. But I believe it's the will of God that they were here. 
we have a will. We were created with will. And it is what distinguishes us from the Lord's creation of angels is that he allows us to operate in our will. Even if and when it violates his will. The scripture says that the long-suffering, Peter said this in, I think, first or second Peter, the long-suffering of the Lord is salvation to us. What does that mean? It means that even when I operate in my will, rather than the Lord destroying me or judging me quickly, he's long-suffering. And his long-suffering gives me an opportunity to come around to his will. So that I'm saved. His long suffering is salvation to me. Now the scripture also teaches us, and I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have all these, I don't have notes for this. The scripture also teaches us that there are those who believe God will not punish them because of his long suffering. They, they've been deceived. They they have made the assumption that because the judgment of God has not come, that therefore their living after their own will is acceptable. It's deception. And we have a will. The will of man. We are born with a will. I know this is elementary, but this is important for us tonight. For whatever reason, the Holy Ghost wants us to reckon with this. If I were to ask you one by one, I won't. But if I were to ask you one by one, do you want the will of God in your life? I would venture to say that every single one of us in this room would say yes. Is that probably a fair statement? I mean, there might, there, there might be one or two that would go, eh, I'm not sure. There, I'm, there might even be some that say, man, I, I, I know what God wants for my life, and I'm not ready to agree. But I think as a general rule, if I were to ask, do you want, the will of God in your life, we would say, yes, I want the will of God in my life. And so then I ask this question. Is the will of God happening in your life today? Is the will of God happening in your life this week? Have you been walking in the will of God day by day by day? And if any of us say yes and no, which probably all of us would say if we're honest, we understand the challenge is not God doing his will, but me doing my will. That makes sense. 
and I have to come to grips with the will of God. And I have to determine somewhere along the journey, I desire the will of God more than my own will. I have to. More than my own will. And so when we are baptized in the name of Jesus, we are taking a step in obedience to the word, but also in an acknowledgement that I could not save myself from my sin. The word of God is true that my sin has a price that means death and I will die and eternally be separated from God because of my sin. And so in order to be reconciled to God, brought back into right relationship with God, I am acknowledging I need the blood of Jesus to be applied to my life so that I am clean from sin. we agree with that? And so I, I need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, the removal, the washing away, the removal of my sin. And then I will, if I continue to seek him, if I'm not just trying to check a list, if I continue to seek to walk in his will, I will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the indwelling Spirit of God. God will come and fill my life. And so this is called, we know, I, I, stay with me, I know this is elementary. That's being born again. We all understand that. Yes, amen? Okay. I'm now born again. I'm not an adult spiritually. Right? No child, when they're born, go, oh, look at this two-day-old. They're an adult. When I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm born again. A new creature in Christ Jesus. So I, I have to grow up into the fullness and the stature of Christ. Okay? And so... You know, some people point and say, well, hold on a minute. I don't believe that. You know, I think you can get the Holy Ghost and then boom, instant. I mean, look at the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul received the Holy Ghost and then boom. Eh, hold on a minute. The Apostle Paul spent his whole life in the Word of God, being taught at the feet of Gamaliel, pursuing relationship with God, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, the tribe of Benjamin, the stock of, right? All, he, he had all this. So he just needed revelation and understanding, and all, then God could use all that stuff he'd been doing. Many of us, we came out of a world of sin and darkness, and, and you fill in the blanks. We, we didn't come the path Apostle Paul came. So he's got to heal us of shame and guilt and hurts and wounds and scars, and, and he's got to give us understanding of the Word and revelation and understanding. So we're born again when we're filled with the Holy Ghost. Now I have to learn to walk in the will of God. Yes? This is... One of the primary purposes of the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't know what to do on my own. I may think I do. That's called pride. I need the Spirit of God, the indwelling Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, to lead and guide me into all truth. Okay, I need to be led by the Spirit. That's the purpose of receiving the Holy Ghost. Not to check a box, not to get to heaven, 
I mean, I want to go to heaven. Don't get me wrong. But the purpose of the indwelling spirit is to lead me and guide me into all truth. And so here's what happens. I'm, I'm baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. His blood's applied to my life. I, my sins are washed away. He fills me with his spirit. Now, the only way he'll fill me with his spirit is if I yield my will to his will. He won't fill you or I with the Holy Ghost if I'm not willing to say, God, not my will, but yours. Now, fills us with the Holy Ghost. Now I am accountable more than I've ever been. Am I going to obey the Holy Ghost today or am I going to do what I want? My will, his will. And I hear some of you right now. I, I really do. I hear your spirit. Yeah, but what about, but I, no, I'll either do my will or I'll do his will. And so there is this wrestling, this war between my members. It's, and some of you heard this, it's body, soul, and spirit. And my soul is in between. Do I want to do what my flesh, the body wants to do? My will. Or do I want to obey the spirit, what he wills? And there's this war between my members and the war is for my soul. Either to do the will of man or to do the will of God. If I do the will of man, I will be eternally separated from God. Some of us don't believe that. If I do the will of man, I will be eternally separated from God. I was having a conversation with someone and I said, hell. I, I mean, I, I believe it's there's literal flames, there's weeping, there's gnashing of teeth, the worm dieth not. All of that stuff. But to me, the greatest horror of hell is that someone will be eternally separated from God. I, I, I don't even want to consider it. Just even saying that grips my heart. But if I do my will rather than his will... I will be eternally separated. I, I know that. I, I know that slaps in the face of easy believism, and just do what you want, and you know, as long as as long as you've been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter. Well, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Okay, we we need to understand. This may cross your theology, but I believe I can give you a book for it. I don't know why. Pray with me right now. I want to hear and receive your word the way you intend, Jesus. I want to hear and receive your word the way you intend, Jesus. I want to hear and receive your word the way you intend, Jesus. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The long-suffering of God. Is salvation. What is he suffering long for? I'll tell you what. Waiting for you and I to come in alignment daily with his will. But his spirit will not always strive with man. Now. We know we, we reference the scripture where Christ prayed in the garden, right? Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Right? Nevertheless, what? Not what I will, but thy will be done. See, even the Lord Jesus Christ, the man Christ Jesus who was without sin, even the man Christ Jesus had a will that was different than the will of God. Now, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that, but I did. I'm having to think about that because I've never said that before. That scripture helps us understand the man Christ Jesus wrestled, right? The scripture says he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. So clearly the temptation was human will. And we know he wrestled with the human will. He just didn't give in to it as our example. Does that make sense? Because he said, not what I will. So he had a will as a man. He did not want the man, Christ Jesus, did not want to go to the cross and die. The man, Christ Jesus. But the man prayed, not my will, but your will. And he made a choice to submit to the will of God. Aren't you thankful for that? Or we would not be here. So the Lord Jesus, as our example, submitted to the will of God. And as our example, we see it cost him his life. And therein is the challenge why you and I wrestle with submitting my will to God. Because I know to truly submit my will and do his, it costs me my life. Oh, maybe not physically. But I'm no longer living for myself anymore. I'm no longer doing what I want. Now, here's the thing. I said at the outset, it was your will to come tonight. You're here because you willed to come. And I said, I believe it was the will of God that you're here. So there are times where my will, your will, and the will of God are the same. Right? That's wonderful. Let's go, Lord. 
What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Yes, Lord. Right? The measure usually isn't when we want, you know, I got a brother that's sick and needs healing in his body. God wants to heal. That's my will too, Lord. Heal him. Our wills agree. The measure of relationship comes when his will differs from my will. Not when it's the same, when it's contrary. Every way of man is right in his own eyes, the writer of Proverbs said too. But the Lord pondereth the hearts. The Lord pondereth the hearts. In the New Testament we read, the scripture says, He that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. And so there is a wrestling here tonight for somebody, maybe for many, between doing the will of God and doing your own will. There's a wrestling. And we have to choose. We have to choose. The scripture, now, I think I'm almost done. Some of you guys are about to lose your mind. You're like 15 minutes and he's almost done. It's impossible. I probably shouldn't have said that. I'll probably get another wave of inspiration from the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Jesus said that on that day, speaking of the day of judgment, he said on that day that there would be those that would stand in front of him And they would say to him, Lord, Lord, in your name, we have cast out devils. In your name, we have healed the sick. Lord, in your name, we have done many wonderful works. That's a pedigree. And the scripture, Jesus said, he would look at them and he would declare, depart from me, I never knew you. Do you believe the word of God? Jesus said, these, he, now it doesn't say he'll deny, no, 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 you didn't cast out devils in my name. He wasn't arguing that. Oh, no, you didn't heal the sick in my name. He wasn't arguing that. You didn't do miracles in my name. He wasn't arguing that. The issue wasn't the works they did or didn't do. The issue was the relationship and whether they did their will or his will. Depart from me, I never knew you. Ye that work. What? Iniquity. You know what iniquity is? Self-will.
self-will. Iniquity is self-will. I do what I will rather than what he wills. And that's iniquity. And Jesus was very clear. If you work iniquity, I'm going to say depart from you. We should pray. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, it's the love of God. It's the love of God that's reaching. It's the love of God. I want to do your will. I want to walk in obedience to your spirit. I want to walk in obedience to your word. I want to do your will, Father. I want to do your will, Father. Illuminate in my life those areas where my life is in opposition to your will, where my actions or my attitude or my words or my spirit is opposing your will, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I want to walk in your will. I believe it was the Apostle Paul on Mars Hill in Acts. Where he said he was preaching and he makes the statement to the people. And he says, the time of your ignorance, God winked at. You've heard that verse before. The time of your ignorance, God winked at. You you didn't know is what he was saying. Ignorance, you, you weren't aware. You just weren't aware. That was ignorance, okay? You didn't have awareness. That's what ignorance is. You just don't have the knowledge of it. And Paul was declaring to them, he said, the time of your ignorance, God winked at, but now. In other words, you're not ignorant anymore. He had just preached to them Christ. You know, you got this altar with the inscription to the unknown God, whom you ignorantly worship, I declare to you. And he said, God doesn't dwell in temples made with hands, but he, he wants to dwell in the hearts of men. He's not far from every one of us. And then he said, but this time of ignorance, God winked at. But now, everybody say now. now. He said, but now he commanded men everywhere to repent. Amen. Right? Thank you, Brother Jerry. There comes a time where I can no longer... Plead ignorance. I just didn't know. 
Did you know there are some, we're talking about the will, human will, God's will. There are some who walk in willful ignorance. Don't tell me what the word says. I don't want to know because I'll be accountable. And there are some who know what the word says and walk willfully in sin, believing that they can justify their sin because of works that they do or God does in them. Well, yeah, but I pray and God heals people. Well, yeah, but I pray and I can begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and I know I intercede and I go to places of spiritual warfare. And so, therefore, I must be okay. Not if I'm willfully disobeying his word, not if I'm willfully violating the principles of his word, not if I'm willfully ignoring the leading of his spirit. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost trying to rescue somebody in a very strong way. I can willfully violate the word of God and God will give me grace. God will give me grace. God will be long suffering. God will be long suffering. And I continue to willfully violate his word. I continue to willfully live in sin. I continue to willfully disobey. I know the word of God, but I justify. I, 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 I. And there comes a time where the Lord says no longer. No longer. No longer. I want to die to my will so that he lives. I want to die to my will so that he lives. It's a place of victory. It's a place of power. It's a place of ministry. It's what our world is waiting on. What would happen? Really, what would happen? If you and I, from this moment, said, Lord, when you impress upon me your will, I'm going to do it. And if I, if I step a direction or if there's anything I'm engaged in, involved in, actively participating in, in any way that I know or that you make aware to me is against your will, I'm going to stop, change, quit. What would happen? If we begin yielding to the Spirit of God in that way, what would happen? Is the Lord asking too much of that us if he... Now, here's the thing. We can't do that in our own ability. And this is the problem. And now I know I'm finishing because this is where I'm, I think I understand where we're getting to now. The problem is when I try to do the will of God and I try to do it with my own will. Okay, I'll read here what God wants. Now I'm going to go try to do it. I got willpower. Won't happen. It's got to be the Spirit of God operating through my life. This is why I need the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because I can't do the will of God on my own. 
I'll always condescend to my human estate and walk in my own will and my own way. And so I start each day back at the foot of the cross. I start each day on an altar, literally and spiritually putting my life on the altar, die to myself, die to my will, and then pray the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of grace, the indwelling Spirit of God in me, enabling me to do what I cannot do myself. Understand, not justifying me living in sin. Not justifying me living in sin, but leading me to do what I can't do myself. Enabling me to do the will of God. The Spirit of God operating through your life and mine. And if you're sitting here and you're going, I just can't, you're exactly right. Only He can. Only He can. And that's the beauty. He can. All you and I have to do is die to my will. And here's what we do. I'll die to this part of my will. But this here is really important to me. I think this is okay and God's given me time. Even though I know it violates his word. He's not giving you time. You're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. I'm not trying to be unkind. None of this is planned. You're deceiving yourself. You're in a spirit of deception. If you willingly do that which you know violates the word of God again and again, he's not, I mean, yes, he's giving you time because you're not dead yet. But you're in deception. The love of God is reaching to somebody tonight in such a clear way. He wants to use every vessel that wants to be used of him. But I have to be willing to submit to his will. I'm opening this altar to you. Would you find a place somewhere and talk with God? And let him continue to talk with you. Would you find a place and, and die to your will? And come on, he, There's a work to be done in the earth. There is a work to be done in the earth. And he's not going to do it our way. It's only going to be done his way. I want to participate. I don't have it all figured out. I'm talking to myself as much as anybody. The Holy Ghost is dealing with me as much as anyone in this room tonight. But I want to walk in, abide in, and live and operate and function in the will of God. Not from a place of pressure. That's not how he works. From a place of the Spirit leading. It's the leading of God. It's the love of God. It's the working of His Spirit in my life. Not pressure. God doesn't pressure me. He leads me. He guides me. Come on, talk with Him. Honest and open before Him. If it needs to be a prayer of repentance, then express it clearly and honestly before God. He's present here tonight. He's present to heal. He's present to forgive. He's present to make clean. But I gotta die to my will. I've gotta, I gotta lay my will on the altar. I gotta lay my will down, not to take it up again. Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. The enabling word and spirit of God.
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, this is very personal between you and God right now. It's the Spirit of God that's reaching into our hearts, desiring to bring us to a place in unity and right relationship with Him. Jesus in your name.
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, the beckoning of the Spirit of God is because of His desire to use us. His desire to use every vessel. Come on, He's no respecter of persons. He's just bringing us to a place of alignment with His will. He desires to use us in this hour. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 we yield to you, Father, we yield to you, you are a good Father, we yield to you and submit our life to you afresh and anew tonight. Consecrate afresh to you, Father. We submit afresh to you, Father. That your will would be done in the earth. That your work would be accomplished in the earth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We submit afresh and anew. We submit afresh and anew. We submit afresh and anew. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We submit afresh and anew unto you, Father, that your will would be done. That your will would be done. That your will would be done. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, praise God, in the name of Jesus, 
It is, it's the love of God. It's the love of God that, that reaches to us in this way. Um, in hindsight, I understand now it's why he led us to pray to receive his word the way he wanted us to tonight. I thought we were going a different direction. Um, sometimes when we talk about the will of God, we make the will of God a destination or a a place I'm trying, we hear statements like I'm trying to find the will of God. Um, and I, I think I understand what people mean when they say that. It means they're, look, they're trying to get direction for where God's leading them. But the will of God is not a destination. The will of God is a walk. It's a walk. We're meant to walk in the will of God. All right? I'm not trying to find it out there. I'm trying to walk in it moment by moment, step by step, hour by hour, day by day. I, I just, and sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. I, I can't worry about tomorrow. I just want to walk in the will of God today. And so, how do I, how do I walk in the will of God? Well, again, this is why I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And so, I'm going about my day. I don't think we walk around like, okay, is this the will of God? Is it the will of God to put on this shirt? Is this the will of God to wear these shoes? I'm not talking about that. Now, there may be days that I get ready to put on something and I feel a check on it. I don't know why, but I'm not wearing that today. That doesn't happen too often, but every once in a while. But I'm walking through my day. I have had fellowship with him. I stay in a place. You and I stay in a place of fellowship with him. We can do that. Pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean we're in our closet talking to God out loud every moment, every minute. But our heart and our spirit is open and constantly in communion and fellowship with him. All right. So I'm walking through my day that way. I'm, I'm on my job working that way. I'm, I'm listening. I'm attentive. The spirit of God's in me. I, I'm seeking to be yielded to the spirit. And I get ready to take an action and the spirit of God says, ah. And more often than not, we in our human, we make a decision. Eh, you know. My will. And so what I'm learning to do is go, you know what? Spirit of God checked me. Nope, I'm not giving in to my will. I'm not giving in to my will. And when I do, and then the Spirit of God checks me, I can continue in my will or I can repent. A change of direction and a change of one's mind. That's the word repentance. That's why we walk in repentance what is that? That means the moment I step, I don't want the Lord to wait to deal with me. Lord, deal with me quickly, and I want to repent quickly. Not like, oh, I'll do my will, and then I'll repent. <laughs> right? Some people are like, oh, it don't matter. I'm going to go ahead and do it, and then I'll repent later. I'm not talking about that. 
every one of us in this room, every one of us in this room that desire to can walk in the will of God. We can. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. And we learn and we grow in the wisdom and the knowledge and the stature of Christ. And now we don't walk out of here and go, oh, here's what the adversary wants you to do. The moment you miss it, the adversary wants to condemn you and you just go, man, I can't do it. And you just acknowledge, you know what? I can't do it. But I'm not going to stop pursuing him and his will. And where there's areas in my life that I know I'm violating his will, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to justify it. Amen? And then we walk in the will of God. And he is God through us, and he's glorified. Amen? Praise God. Why don't we stand together tonight? Could we lift our hands to him who alone is worthy before we go this evening? Father, we magnify you. We glorify you. I pray the leading, the operation of your spirit in the hearts and the minds. I pray the working of your word, Father. You've dealt with us directly here tonight. Let us not walk out of here and dismiss it, but let it be sealed in our spirit according to your desire. Let us examine our ways before you in the fear of God and in the love of God that you would manifest your glory through each life, that your word and spirit would minister through each vessel. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. So that you would be glorified and that men would be drawn to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. May the Lord bless you. May he lead and guide us. Amen. Please greet someone. You're dismissed in the beautiful name of Jesus.